0: Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. I am absolutely thrilled that you are here. We're interviewing a very special guest today and we're going to be talking all about video. We're going to be talking audio. We're going to be talking all the good stuff that helps us to be able to get our message out there and to be able to get cut through one of the things we talk a lot about is being able to lead the conversation and being able to find ways to be able to not just get your message to stand out, but for it to actually connect with your ideal clients that it has the impact that you're trying to make in that messaging. So today's very special guest is a gentleman called Sean Bracey. Sean is the founder of Motivator Music. They use the unique remix process to develop speaking albums and videos for their clients. They've helped clients land commercial voiceover deals and earn thousands of dollars through streams and through a digital footprint. His background was actually as a music video director whilst he was in broadcasting school. And in between videos, he would typically recruit classmates to be in skits, which was probably um, no doubt good fun but ultimately it led to a motivational speaker seeing what he was doing and curious that they could collaborate. The speaker sent him a voiceover of his speech to edit and that was the first of the voiceover that sparked an international collaboration featuring speakers across 12 different countries. And from there, what he's done is that he started to create his own material and he's noticed gaps within the speaking industry where he now helps a lot of speakers to be able to build unique pieces of content that have their keynotes and music and visuals that go with it. So a very warm welcome to our very special guest, Sean Bracey. Yay! Welcome, Sean. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Sean, amazing background that you've had. You obviously understand the speaking space, but so tell us a bit about in your intro, you shared a little bit about how you started in this space. Are you happy to go into that a little bit more about how you sort of started and the type of work that you were doing when you started to work with speakers?
1: Absolutely. Well, I got my start in the speaking business with some people are calling Divine Intervention, and I'm starting to believe it. I feel like it's my calling and just wanted to pretty much run with it. At the time, first opportunity to work with a speaker, I was doing skits at broadcasting school Motivational skits once a week, putting them on the YouTube, and building, you know, starting to build somewhat of a base, and you know, posting it across the social platforms, and really growing a footprint off of that. It was called Motivation for the Motivated. It was really awesome, just you know, coming up with a fresh idea every week, coming up with a skit every week come having to go and film the footage get the footage edited all within a week every week you are kind of throwing yourself into the fire so throughout this time i'm really trying to study the best marketing techniques while i'm in school and actually implementing a lot of this stuff at the same time and doing so i caught the wind of a motivational speaker they were curious how we collaborate and i was like hey i do production send me a speech i'll edit it for you in that process i'm just making the instrumental right? And a cinematic movie score to the speech because it had like a, I felt like it had a potential to be like a Rocky type of theme, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm doing that. And as I'm doing it, I'm getting really inspired. I'm like, wow, this will be really awesome if I had another speech with this one and it could flow and have the structure of a typical song that you listen to, right? So I reached out to a bunch of speakers on LinkedIn and it was, nobody got paid for this. It's like a free project. And I think that's why a lot of speakers were writing me back. I didn't really expect that, but I did write a bunch of people. As I'm getting messages back and speeches back, I'm like, wow, so this is really good, but it's too much for one track. So mm. that turned into a four album. So I took all of those little short snippets of voiceovers and, you know, put them all together and made compilation tracks on a compilation album. And some of those speakers found value. I was like, Hey, this is really neat. I don't know too much people doing this, but what would it look like for myself? That's when fast forward here we are
0: now yeah you've done some amazing stuff I've had a good look around at your website and I know we've had a good chat about it so how it kind of works just to clarify so if I'm a speaker because this is really about sort of being able to take like you might have a piece of material that has been filmed at a conference or where you've been speaking yeah and then so we take that piece of video and then so in that process is that they're on stage and they've been filmed doing the keynote or doing this it might be part of the keynote maybe it's a story that they tell or something like that and -hmm. then so the audio is captured and on stage and then you're choosing really a remix and elevating it and I'm imagining it's got some imagery coming in it's got The music that you're choosing, like you said, you found one that was kind of like it needed the rocky theme. It had a rocky kind of feel to it. So I'm imagining that the emotion and the mood that you're trying to capture that aligns with the message that's coming through. So that's a real art. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. So people kind of give you, here's what I did at a conference, and then you weave your magic. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. That's what happens. And it's a beautiful process. And what's great is that you could just create something one time and, you know, benefit for from it forever. You know, that one conference yes. that you're giving, a lot of times speakers tell me, like, I wish I could have a way to engage with the audience beyond the keynote. I wish, yeah. like, just being able to provide that motivation on the go as well. So the people in the audience are, a lot of times, the people that are going to get you rebooked if, when you impress them. So if you're yeah. able to, talk about like say there's like back of the room stills like after a talk you're able to kind of sell from the stage so if you're able to hey like I actually created an album from this if you like this you will really enjoy this album I put together it's fun it has some music with it you're going to be able to take a lot of these principles and you know apply them on the go as you go so check this right. out look it over and over so
0: that's interesting Sean so the things that you do are things like so it's not just like a piece of content that can go on social media or on my landing page on my website that's kind of part of a branding video but what you can do is actually create an album so if you're a motivational speaker like you said you've got back of room sales you've got books you've got all those types of things but you've got perhaps an album and snippets of like I say a song for the length of time each snippet might be three to four minutes and it's something that's motivational it's like listening to a cd kind of <laughs> but it's your version of that as an expert yeah
1: definitely it's like listening to a cd and taking the same thing that say if you had a podcast packaging that podcast within a three to four minute you get the same value in shorter spurts so attention spans are decreasing by the day
0: yeah i love that, that idea yeah because if we think about it podcasts are typically like 40 minutes or 20 minutes maybe But what these can be is sort of say it's kind of like your best pieces of your work coming through. And I'm also thinking that maybe it's through the story. There might be one of the top five stories that you've got or the top 12 stories and that album, you've got your album that's maybe the album aligns with the book. Like if you've written the book on the topic and someone doesn't have time to read a whole book, you go, great, listen to the album. It's got 12 key messages in it. Is that kind of how it works?
1: Exactly how it works. I feel like it's the best marketing tool a speaker could have. Yeah. For.
0: So, how long does something like that take to do, Sean?
1: Yeah. So, what's great about it is it only really takes two to three weeks. Right. And this is two to three weeks after the initial process of setting aside about maybe thirty, sixty minutes, thirty minutes to an hour. Okay. Hey, do I have any footage at a conference? Do I need to record a fresh voiceover? Do I have something on YouTube that I could send this guy? And it's usually a combination of all three, and with that, create an archive, draw from the archive, see what can work, see what we're looking for, and with the album, what message do we want to send? What do we want this album to do for us? Do you mm-hmm. maybe you have a new keynote you want to expose to the people? Maybe you want to spark some new energy into your um whole keynote That's what it would look like. And yeah, so two to three weeks, we can have the videos edited. So we like to also add some videos to the album package, like ideally. So it's like a eight to 12 track speaking album. And you will also get a few videos. We want to just over deliver. You get yeah. a few videos. And what we want to do is also clean up a speaker reel or create a speaker reel for you as part of our package if you don't already have one. Because I've seen too many times where a speaker's promoting a speaker reel from like three or four years ago. And I mean, hey, it's cool. I mean, content lives forever. but. Let's go on and get you a new one. Let's clean it yeah. up. Let's
0: add new shots to it. Yeah, I, th- I think since COVID hit, it, you know, and everything's become so much more virtual. Is the the pushing of having to be more entertaining, to be, you know, to show that not just in the room, but getting that touch point starts long before you're in that conference room. So being able to elevate to say, well, you know, this is the kind of energy that I bring and to entertain and I'm going to be engaging and I'm going to be inspiring. And it's all very well to say that in a video and do that, but we kind of have to show that we actually really get it, don't we? We need people like you who can help us really elevate that. So let me just make sure I've got this right, because I think what you're doing is really unique. I think it's really valuable And I think it's where everything's going because we're trying to create that experience of when someone's thinking about booking us, and we're not talking about a five hundred dollar fee here. We're talking about these are people want to make sure these meeting planners and conference organizers, their biggest fear they've got two problems. One problem is they've got to get bums on seats, (laughs) they've got to sell tickets. And the other problem they've got or their fear is that they choose the wrong speaker. Like if you're the wrong speaker. Yes, you look bad, but the meeting planner actually looks worse because they go, who booked this person?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So our job is to make sure we've got a good platform and profile to help them sell those tickets, our social media and all that sort of stuff so people know who we are when they book us. But the second thing is is we've got to be good. (laughs) And so being able to captivate them so they go oh i so want to see this person speak so i'm thinking there's the the touch point of that but then there's also did you just touch on before that you can put say some music in some of the keynote like if you're presenting or doing a keynote and you've got a section that needs the right music and the ambience and the feel did you say that you can do that as well
1: absolutely it will come down to how the event can incorporate the sound within that, but okay. it can be incorporated within the keynote speech. Whether you're looking at using it as the intro, like as you're walking out, like a walkout music, I want yeah. to play my actual speaking track to introduce myself. Every superhero needs their theme music, right? So or yeah, yeah. at some point in the middle of your talk, when you want to maybe transition from one point to another point, Or maybe you want to do it towards the end of your keynote where you want to just end off with a thing, right? Or you could do all three.
0: This is so powerful. I think this is really where you're always looking for people who've got this creativity, but understand the industry because we need someone like you to translate some of that for us, because for us as the speakers, we're often in our content and in our expertise and being able to get that result. But someone like you is being able to translate that audience experience and emotion and the connection to the message to see those opportunities within our messaging. Cause sometimes we're like this. We're just like too close to our own stuff and we yeah. can't see it. But to have that objective set of eyes but can see um I think of someone like Matt Church. Matt Church has been a mentor of mine. I've worked with him for about seven years and he talks about he's been booked. He's on eSpeakers. He's the third most popular booked motivational speaker in eSpeakers. So he's very well known here in Australia, but he does speak a lot overseas. But he talks about if you're a thought leader and you're a really great, you're a world-class speaker. He says it's not about just getting on the stage and delivering the message it's how do you change the room and I really like that because I think that aligns with what you're saying is about that's our job our job is to change the room and the only way you can do that is not just we get so caught up in that content but taking the step back and looking at it's almost like getting out of yourself (laughs) and looking over the stage and the audience and the entire experience of this conference, isn't it? And we're just a small part of that. But what's the experience I've got to create here?
1: Absolutely. You hit it right on the nose. Like, that's completely right. You have to really make an impact. You're coming in yeah. as a keynote speaker. Like, they want to see visible change. They want to say, yeah. hey, after we book that speaker... Things are changing around the organization. Everyone's more energetic, engagement's up. People are asking better questions, more questions, working a little bit harder. You're mm-hmm. seeing a visible change. That that's what you're there for. And, and if that visible change is them being able to listen to your album in between working, mm-hmm. like you're kind of cheating a little bit because they actually listen to your album every day. Every time they come to work, they're reminded of you giving that talk. I'm like, hey, let me go on and I need this right now. I could use this yeah. right now.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking from the other thing too is that since COVID hit, clients are really looking for great ways to package up some good value because it's not just about, not necessarily about having to decrease our fee as a speaker or anything, but more thinking about how can I create better value for this client so that I can maintain my fee, but I can still... Create something really valuable for them. So I'm even thinking, like, based on the album, like, let's say you haven't got back of room sales because we're not doing. If you're in lockdown and you can't do face to so face, I know um, it's a bit different in the US. That we've had very minimal deaths here. So we've had, I think, just under a hundred deaths in Australia of um, oh, really? COVID. So, so we've had, said, a, a, yeah, we've had very strict quarantine. We've had very strict lockdowns and things like that here in Australia. So we are slowly coming back to -to face-to-face events. I'm speaking at a big conference this weekend that will have a few thousand people. So whilst we've been in very severe lockdowns and extreme lockdowns, our industry is starting to pick back up a little bit here but I know things are a little bit different, say, in the US. But there's still, I mean, Melbourne went back into a lockdown yesterday. So we have very strict situation here where we have one or two cases and we go straight into lockdown, like really fast. But having said that, we've been minimally impacted in terms of health-wise compared to other countries, especially compared to, say, the US and other yeah. places like yeah. India and things like that. However, what we've got to do is think a bit differently and if we think about okay well in that case if it is more virtual regardless of whether you're in the US or here or Canada or the UK is I'm thinking that if you've got something like an album like this is that what you can do is create that as a value-added offer for every individual so let's say you've got if everyone's listening or online from home is that they can either receive the album like you could do lumpy mail with it and put it into an an old day, the good old days of a CD going out in the post. So you've got something tangible and lumpy or otherwise you've got, it could be a private Spotify channel for that client or something. Is Have you done anything like that with these sorts of things for virtual clients, for um, speakers?
1: Well, so there's so many ways that you can use these stuff. So it's all still fairly new. Well, people are starting to do a lot more of it to create those leading pages, you know, those lead pages. But okay. With that idea specifically, I I don't haven't seen one of my clients offer that as part of in that way. I mean, I think that could be really awesome and very beneficial, and really get a lot of value out of it.
0: Yeah, because you're sort of trying to extend the message, like what aren't we like as speakers? Our job is to go, okay, how do I get the message to linger? And how do I get it to stay sticky that they keep talking about it and they go, hey, you know, I did this and I did that. And so I love that idea of a you can go. So all the things you could do with this kind of experience that you create is that you could go inspiring landing page, like opt-ins, things like that. Lumpy mail, like you could create a product out of it and create an album like it is actually like on a product, like a CD, like um, Brian oh, Tracy is it? the master of that. Physical product, back of room, then you could do a download as a value add for your client. So I'm thinking like, say your keynote speaker fee is theoretically $10,000, then if you've got 500 people who are going to be part of this event or you've got 3,000 people, if they're all online, if 3,000 people get to download your album and you put in a nominal fee for that, like if you put a fee, even if you've created the album on your website, if your website says you can download it, that's a product and it's $30, you've now added $30 per person of value into the keynote fee. So you go wow. 3,000 people, let's say by $30 and you've now created some pretty good negotiating power for a good keynote fee or to hold your keynote fee thinking rather than discount it is going because as you know, we talk a lot about personal branding, positioning, pricing, that pricing such a big part of the brand is that holds the value in the brand rather than having to discount. So I'm thinking if there are any other ways that, you've noticed that or that you've seen perhaps opportunities Sean? like they're the ones that sort of come to mind to be able to hold the value in your fee sell it as a product on your website back of room sales and adding it in as part of it like not just to hold the fee but to get the message to keep lingering and moving so if you've got seven tracks you mm-hmm. might do a drip feed of the tracks to all the participants over the next week or something are there other things that you've seen people do or opportunities that you see that people could do this sort of thing for
1: for sure using the album and different tracks as the entry into your funnel whether that's a popular way I've seen is just offering a free download to the album for to say you want to sell your book okay you can download chapter one of the book now you've got the email address so just doing a lot of the same marketing techniques but just using the album and the tracks as a it's that little bit of difference that could make the major difference because as you know one speaker getting booked over another it's the smallest margins a lot of times because maybe speakers can deliver similar the same or similar value
0: yeah and sean when you create an album is there an optimal number that you notice that works well like is it five tracks or 12 tracks or is there a sort of really sweet spot that you find that works well
1: sure I think the sweet spot is about eight to 12 tracks yeah you don't really need a whole lot it's impact you know it's impact yeah eight minimum you're good solid
0: and what are the biggest mistakes that you see that or problems that people have like when they come to you if they're going to do something like this what are the things that make it easy (laughs) for you to work with people like us and then what are the mistakes or things that make
1: it hard i say getting started could be the easiest or hardest part. It could be the easiest part if you already have an archive, some stuff in mind. If you have some kind of home studio, you're ready to record or just ready to press in on some stuff you've already did. It could be hard if you haven't really organized any of your stuff. Email about five different people to get some footage from your speech a while ago. Or you're just having some trouble coming across some footage or you're Mm -hmm. not willing to record a new voiceover. I mean, you can record a voiceover on your phone right now, ten minutes. That could be the centerpiece. So it could take thirty to sixty minutes of your time, or it could take a long time if you want to like really find some specific footage that you did ten years ago. But you you can't go without it. It shouldn't take long. But sometimes people are very specific about this stuff.
0: All right, and any pitfalls or advice that you have for speakers like us if they're thinking about doing something like this.
1: Let's make it happen. Uh, time is ticking. There's no time right now to go on and really put your stuff out there and stand out from the pack. If you're at a point where you're applying for speaking engagements, you know, you're outsourcing, trying to get books, we need to make sure you have all of the right marketing material. And, I mean, this is proving that you need something like this. Tony Robbins even has an album. Ray Thomas, the late Zig Ziglar. He was already hip to it. There's a reason why people get that kind of success.
0: I love that. Some of these old-school stuff that we might say was done years ago, it's just really bringing it into, into this version, the 21st century. They didn't have social media back then. Zig Ziglar didn't have bloody Instagram.
1: So <laughs> um,
0: the before their time, but we have to still think, okay, well, what was the purpose of creating some of these things? And now this is the new version and physical things haven't lost their value. I love this, that you can repurpose it, put it into digital, use it across different platforms, different tools, monetizing. And it's not just all about being able to commercialize your thinking, but it's about getting your message to linger. How do I keep it going and how do I keep it moving before the keynote or after the keynote? So I would highly recommend if you want to have a look at Sean's work, you might want to jump onto his website, which is motivatormusic.com because uh, Sean reached out to me and, and I was looking around and I was like, yeah, this makes perfect sense. So I, I totally get what you're saying here. And it's actually, I think, really um, getting people to really understand a speaker and the types of moods and experience and emotional connection that you're trying to create at every moment on that stage. You don't always come across people who really understand the speaking experience and what you're trying to create because it's not just about getting on stage and being the expert, it's about how you're changing the room. And this is the kind of stuff that changes the room. So, jump on to Sean's website, it is motivatormusic.com, and make sure you reach out to him. Tell him I sent you and that you heard about it on here. Sean, thank you so much for jumping on today. Is that the best place to go if people want to jump on and reach out and check out what you're doing and if they want to have a chat to you?
1: Uh, Definitely the best place to go is the website. You'll be able to get a feel for what's possible, what's possible, some things that have already happened. You can book a call on the site, check out some sample videos. going to put a new speaker reel up there today. That's a visually you know the speaker reels are a good step so we want to put one of those speaker reels out there on top of the album set you up with everything you're going to need so you really stand out from the pack.
0: yeah i think that's great i'm here now and you've got some great examples of like you said whether it's speaker reels whether it's albums whatever it is you really get the speaking game and i really love what you're doing so thanks for jumping on today and hopefully we'll catch up again in future and hear about all the other new things this technology changes so fast all the time and ideas and creativity so we look forward to staying in touch and hearing what you're up to
1: hey sounds like a plan pleasures all mine i look forward to uh, staying in touch with you as well it's been a pleasure to be here and chat with you for this time i I hope you have a great rest of your day and all your listeners
0: thanks john talk to you soon all
1: right talk soon bye-bye